0: It's been a crazy experience just to be part of hearing people's story and really them seeing how God can take whatever terrible thing you're going through even right now and uh, turn it around for some good.
1: Welcome to Navigation and Discovery with Cameron Singh. On this episode, we are going to be talking to Pastor Aaron Burke, who recently released his new book, the unfair advantage seven keys from the life of joseph for transforming any obstacle into an opportunity you're going to enjoy this discussion that i had with pastor aaron burke and just to tell you a little bit about who he is um in september 2013 pastor aaron and his wife katie took a major step of faith and planted radiant church in tampa florida Their dream of seeing Tampa Bay impacted by the kingdom of God is daily becoming a reality. And since its launch, Radiant Church has seen an incredible growth and expansion, planting seven physical locations and an online campus. Aaron has a heart for multiplication and continues to open locations throughout Tampa Bay. They firmly believe that the best is yet to come for Radiant Church and Tampa Bay. Um, So I really hope you enjoy this podcast episode, and also we will provide some details on how you can purchase Pastor Aaron's book once the podcast is complete. We thank you so much for tuning in and uh, hope you enjoy this interview with Pastor Aaron. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Aaron, for being on the podcast. Looking forward to um, getting to know you more and also talking about your new book.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, so tell us a little bit about your new book, The Unfair Advantage. Um, what inspired to you to to write this and what's the heart of the book?
0: Yeah, so it was a few years ago I'm praying over a girl on our staff who was just um just struggling. She had been through some really terrible scenarios in her life and her family. Um, and as I was praying for her, I just kept saying the phrase, it's unfair. It's unfair, the divorce that your parents walked through. It's unfair, the abuse and fair, the neglect. And as I'm saying this, I really felt the Holy Spirit speak and say, Aaron, it's unfair, but it's for her advantage. And I kind of stopped everything, took out a piece of paper and wrote down the unfair advantage. And, and that kind of started this conversation, started this idea of researching not just my life, but the life of Joseph in the scripture. Uh, A a young man who at 17 years old gets a dream from God, and the path to get to that destiny was long, it was hard, and it was unfair, but every unfair thing he went through was for his advantage, and so I preached it at a conference in February of 2020 to about 2,000 pastors in Dallas, and um, about three authors walked up to me afterwards, one being Mark Batterson, a Christian author, and said, you got to write that into a book, so um, that's where it went and the whole world shut down. So during COVID, I wrote it into a book and and uh, by God's grace, it got published and I didn't do any of it. The Lord did it all. So um, it's been a crazy experience just to be part of hearing people's story and really them seeing how God can take whatever terrible thing you're going through, even right now, and uh, turn it around for some good. Yeah, I
1: think that's one of the challenges I think people face is when they're in that funk, in the adversity, uh, and they think just life is so unfair, and they think this is it. They're not going to get out of it. Um, I really like it on the back of your book. It says adversity can be your greatest advantage. Uh, Can you unpack that a little bit and what that means?
0: Yeah, you know, I give story after story in the the book. Let me give you one that I have not... Uh talked about it all, all on any other podcast. This is ex- just for you. So is my dad's story. My dad would grew up ultra poor in like real in the Hylia area of Miami, which is like tough area. His um his father was a compulsive gambler, my grandfather, and gambled away his college savings, everything. So my dad would come home sometimes and um not have any food at the house. So one day he took matters in his own hands. He's middle school age. He went up the street, he found some mangoes and some avocados, and he started selling them on the side of the road. And he he told me, he's like, Aaron, I'd sell them for four, I mean, a a quarter a piece or five for a dollar. And I went out there and I'd sell a whole basket full and I'd have enough money to go buy groceries. Well, that's unfair. It is terrible that a middle school kid has to uh, be on the side of the road learning and selling that way. But what my dad showed, showed told me is it was during those days on the streets of Hialeah, I learned how to sell, and through that he then ended up getting into owning marketing agencies and car businesses became uber successful, provided an unbelievable life for me and my siblings, and all of that started with an unfair situation. So I say that that there's things in your life that are just terrible. It's adversity. It's the rejection you went through. It's the divorce. It's the the problems you're having even with your children. And you're so frustrated. I want to show you, and I show you it through seven different scenarios in the book, how it's possible to use that for your advantage. But there's crucial decisions we have to make during those times of what are we going to do during these seasons to turn this for the good, because just because God promises he can turn things around for the good. Doesn't mean it happens automatically. It takes some decisions on our part. So I, I sit and I'll sit. tell people it's available. It's not automatic. And you've got to make some crucial decisions when it comes to your attitude and your actions of how to see this thing turn around for the good. Mm, that's awesome.
1: Um, One thing I wanted to touch on is why does... God allow good people to experience these unfair difficulties and struggles. This is something I know I'm challenged with is why, why does God allow good people to, to go through these difficulties in life?
0: Yeah. I talked about that in the first, um, the introduction of the book because the world is very broken. It's very messed up. And so we have a a, a free will and our free will is never going to make things better. It makes it worse. And that's why the adversity we're facing in the world today is all the consequence of sin. Um, And so I I use Joseph's brothers as a good example. So if you know the story, he's 17 years old. He gets a dream that, that Joseph does and that his brothers hate him. They plot to kill him. They lie about him. They sell him off into slavery. So my question for people would be, did God do that? Did God make his brothers do that? No, his brothers were sinful. They were, they had, you know, resentment and envy in their hearts. They made that decision. But our God is so good that even though he didn't cause it, he can use it for something great. So I tell people, God does not cause our pain, but he can use the pain of this fallen and broken world and redeem it for a greater purpose that he has for your life. Oh,
1: that's awesome, Pastor. Um so, how have you seen God? How have you seen this occur in your life, and using our difficult circumstances for
0: good? Yeah. So, I I got saved at sixteen years old. God radically transformed my life, and I called in ministry. Had this whole moment like I'm on a spiritual high. Everything's awesome, and then I get expelled from school the month before my eleventh grade of high school ends. I was just voted senior class president. Um, was running a Bible study on the school. And um, I get kicked out of the small little Christian school. And I was so depressed, so sad. I went from the high of the high to the low of the lows. And I remember sitting there going, God, this is so wrong. This is so unfair. Well, because of that, I ended up doing dual enrollment, which is kind of like you take your your college classes while you're finishing up your high school year. So I did that my whole high school, last high school year, because I was just, I wasn't going to go to public school and... So I ended up doing that. And I thought, man, this is unfair. I missed out on my high school. I didn't get to go to prom. I didn't get to do any of that stuff. But then I go to college and I graduated three years instead of four years from school because I had that year of high school, the college done in high school. Mm -hmm. On the day of my graduation, I get approached by the director of our missions department at the college. And she said, um, I mean, he said, hey, we have an opportunity for you in the island of Sri Lanka, which is a country off the... Um, an island off the country of India, off the coast of India, and um, I, I he says, We to full time missionary pay all your way to be there. This is right after the big tsunami hit that part of the world, it was devastating. And I remember being on that plane, Cameron. I mean, it was a god thing on that plane thinking, The only reason I'm on this plane is because I finished college early, mm. the only way I finished college early is that I got kicked out of, of high school at 11th grade and I went to uh, to the junior college my senior year. The only way that happened is that that principal who didn't like me had a vendetta against me. I said, man, I want to go and give that guy a big kiss on the cheek because I'm so happy now because I thought there was no way it could be redeemed, but God used it for good. So I just tell people, listen, you're going to look back one day and you're going to be encouraged that the things that you hated so much that you had to go through were necessary for you to get to the potential and the breakthrough that God has for your life. And all of that happened by the time I was 21, by the way. And now I'm 39 and I can give you another 18 years of stories of unfair thing after unfair thing after unfair thing that was the lead to the breakthrough God had for my life. So I just want to encourage people that there's purpose behind it all.
1: Yeah. It's always when you come on the other side of that difficult season or adversity where you're like, oh, wow, I had to go through all that to be able to achieve where I'm at now. And for you was that that missions to Sri Lanka. But, you know, oftentimes it's during that difficult season where you're really in it, you're down in the dumps, you're at the bottom of it. And that's where it's it's so difficult. And I've experienced this myself, too, when you're in those difficult seasons is you almost just question things you want to give up. Sometimes you even question faith, if yep. those are listening people of faith. Um, how do you get through it when you're in knee deep in that difficult season?
0: Yeah, well, I think there's a couple things. And that's why faith is so important for me is mm-hmm. because it's in those moments where um, I, I think one of the crucial phrases, so if people don't, if they're not... Um, if they don't know the, the Bible, the history of this. It's that this guy, Joseph, gets a dream from God, gets rejected, gets thrown into jail, gets sold off into slavery, gets wrongfully accused, goes to prison for about 10 years before he's actually sees the dream fulfilled. So it's a long story of really unfair things. And that's how some people feel in their life right now. But there's a phrase that is so crucial that's used all throughout the story. And the phrase is, that the Lord was with him. The Mm. Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. So my encouragement for you is if you're in a place where you feel like there's, I'm by myself, I'm neglected, I'm abandoned. God is with you. God is with you. You just, we need an awareness that I'm not alone in this thing. And this is why faith is so crucial to me. It's like, we're all gonna go through hard times. Being a Christian does not exempt you from pain. Mm. It does exempt you from pain without purpose and without God's presence. You get both of those. So I want to encourage people today. Like, um, if you're in the middle of it, lean into God. If you don't have a church community, get into a church community. Uh, this is where um you can find so much hope because I know I know being in the middle of it where it just feels overwhelming. And it feels discouraging, but God is with us during it.
1: Mm, that's so awesome. Um, wanted to touch on, you know, what are the key takeaways that you want readers to to have from your latest book, The Unfair Advantage? Um, I'll,
0: I'll give you a couple a couple of them that I think are so huge. It's first of all, that nothing is by accident. So I think, you know, I just believe in the sovereignty of God, that there's there's a reason behind it and nothing's by accident. And so what you're experiencing right now, whether it's the loss of a job, the financial hardship, the, the struggle in your physical body, there's a purpose behind it all. So it's nothing's by accident. But here's the thing is we have to make a decision to make sure we don't waste our pain. So everybody goes through it. But are you going to use it for something good? I think it's a, uh, a Winston Churchill or one of those said, you know, um, never waste a crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got every crisis has got a, a, a got some kind of lesson attached to it. So we're we're all going to go through stuff. It's going to be painful. God's with us, but there's a purpose behind it all. I'll give you a cool little um, example of the the story. So Joseph gets thrown into prison for 10 years. That's a long time. Some people don't like it when a friend doesn't text them back in 10 minutes. Like we think, you know, it's just, we're, we're very like instant people, but he, God is, is looking the long haul and he is had this moment. He gets thrown into prison. And I was, I was thinking about going, God, 10 years, why couldn't you promoted him after a few months to, you know, to second in command, the prime minister over all of Egypt. Why did it have to take 10 years? Then I did some research on Egyptian culture and the ancient prisons didn't exist. Like this wasn't a normal thing. If you did something dumb and stupid um, three, four thousand years ago, they would just kill you like it didn't make sense. But Egypt was so advanced. What they did is they educated their prisoners. So they would send teachers, professors into the prisons to educate them to rehabilitate them into being good citizens and culture. And I thought, how much of that is like our God? Is that they have this moment where Joseph is given a dream. He's going to be be over all these people. It's going to happen in Egypt, but Joseph is from hundreds of miles away. He doesn't know the language. He doesn't know the culture. He doesn't know the customs. And God takes him and puts him in, in college for 10 years to learn. So... It's a beautiful picture of the fact that nothing was wasted. Even the dark season was a developmental season of what God wanted to do through his life. So if you feel like you're in like that dark season right now, it's frustrating. I'm not, you know, I don't know what the purpose of it is. I'm sure Joseph felt that too. But there was a reason behind all of it and God used it.
1: That's great. Um, you reference a lot of biblical characters throughout this yep. book, and um, there's a lot of lessons that you can learn from each of these characters uh, in the book and also the Bible, too. Um, what character do you relate to or resonate the most?
0: Oh my gosh, all of them. I mean, Joseph is my dude because Joseph is yeah. the story of my life. But uh, I mean, Moses is another one. You know, Moses is a super famous guy who. Mm-hmm. Um, Everybody, if you watch the movies about Joseph, he's, I mean, Moses, he's like 30 years old, but the reality is, is Moses was 80, 80 years old when he went and got the people out of Egypt. So he spent 40 years in Egypt, learning the customs of Egypt. He spent 40 years in the desert, learning how to live in the desert. And then God said, okay, now you're prepared to go back into Egypt and deliver the people. So we have this mindset that, you know, you know Moses is some young cool dude that goes in there and delivers the people he's an 80 year old man so mm. it just shows me like you're never too old you're never too late you're never too young you're never too um uneducated you're, let me just tell you if you submit yourself to god he will put you through a process and it's going to take longer than you want it to be but he's going to but it's going to be better than you can ever imagine he'll put you through a process that'll refine you to be all that he's called you to be.
1: Yeah. That's one thing I'm a huge champion of is not letting your circumstances limit your opportunities because once you do that,
0: absolutely,
1: it, you just limit, limit your, yourself. doesn't matter your age, where you're at in
0: life. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, I wanted to t- touch on something uh, not, not relevant to this book, but this is um, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about faith and, uh, this podcast has faith-based listeners, people that don't believe in faith, or they're seeking faith because they feel like they they need something more in their life. Um, what would you, what advice would you have for those that are seeking faith in their life? What what should they? What advice do you have for? for
0: yeah, for them? well, first of all, I think it's amazing that you're listening, and I think it's amazing that you're open to this. You know, I think. Um, I think we all have to get to a couple different things. Is first of all re- realizing that we we cannot something's missing in our lives when faith is not there. And I think that that's like a that's a, that's a unanimous kind of you know you talk to the most staunch atheists they all say the same. Like, There's just something missing, and we're always trying to fill it with something. Mm-hmm. And I would say what that missing piece is is that God's not in your life and And so I would challenge you to really make it a point. The Bible says, and it's very clear that God rewards those who seek Him. So if you want if you want um you want to know God, you want to really experience Him, make it a point to seek Him. I would find a good, you know, um non-weird uh, you know, Bible believing church in your community, get connected. Uh, but genuinely, just pray. I would just prayer is just communication, and just pray and say, God, if you're real, reveal yourself to me, Lord. Uh, bring me, help me, uh, and be honest about your doubts. By the way, I think that's what Jesus did so well. Jesus, Jesus was okay with people that d- had doubts, and so you've got some doubts. You can vent them to your friends, but that doesn't help. Vent them to God, and watch what happens. And there's moments I get frustrated, unfair seasons. I'm talking to God. I'm going, God, why is this? This is frustrating me. And I would just tell you, life is better with God. How do we experience life with God? Faith. Faith is that belief in what we can't see without evidence. Just, it's a trust. And I'm telling you, it's worth putting your trust in um, because uh, I've seen it. I've seen it in my life. So, um, and by the way, don't, don't think you've gone too far or messed up too much. That's why Jesus came. That's what we tell people. Like When you look at the gospel, Jesus came for broken, messed up people. They People think that their sin actually disqualifies them, but it's actually their sin that qualifies you to experience God because that's why Jesus came. So um, I'm proud of you for even having the thought in your mind of going, I just feel like there's got to be more, and I got to research it. Um, I'm telling you, God will reveal Himself to you.
1: Yeah, one thing. One thing I love hearing from my pastor is, you don't have to change to come to God; He'll
0: change you. He will. He'll change it, and He'll know. You know, He does it gently and filled with grace, and um, and He's He's so good at it. But He's our Creator, so He can do that. We can't change ourselves; we'll just be frustrated all the time. Mm, That's awesome.
1: Well, Pastor Aaron, um, where can people find more information on purchasing a copy of The Unfair Advantage?
0: Man, it is uh, a lot of places that books are sold, um, but all online, obviously, uh, there's a lot that are in stores too. just depends on where you live. But Mm-hmm. Um, I just heard the other day that it was in a Cracker Barrel. I'm like, I don't know if you have Cracker Barrels where you are, but I'm like, man, you know you've made it when your book's made it to Cracker Barrel. Come on, <laughs> But um, anyway, it's uh, Amazon's the easiest place or Barnes & Noble. And um, so buy it, buy the book. I think it'll help you. Actually, I told people the other day, I said, it doesn't help you if you buy the book. It helps you if you read the book. So read the book, it'll help you. And uh, I know some people are in small groups and they like to go through it with their small group. And it's got discussion questions at the end of each of the the seven chapters, talking about the seven unfair things. So love for y'all to to go through it. You can find it on there, The Unfair Advantage by Aaron Burke. And follow me on social media. I got a lot of info and do a lot of content about this kind of stuff on social media. And um, I'm just honored that to be part of the podcast and honored that you have me on. And you also have a podcast as well, right? I do. It's called Made for More. It's a leadership podcast. It drops. Uh, we do see a series every year. We do two or three different series. And so we're in one right now off of on this content of the book, The Unfair Advantage, but talking about a whole leadership bent of how to take the unfair things and leadership uh, for um, our advantage. And so I think it'll be something that'll help, especially those who lead a business or lead a church or lead your family like it'll help everybody.
1: Yeah, and we'll drop a link so you can uh, purchase the book in the podcast description and also a link to uh Pastor Aaron's leadership podcast. Uh Pastor Aaron, a few final questions, rapid fire yep. just to uh have our audience get to know you a bit more. Um what are you uh reading today?
0: I'm reading The Unfair Advantage by Aaron Berger. <laughs> <Just joking. laughs> I just read a great book on – I just finished a good book called Traction, but I'm actually reading a book right now called um, Spiritual Leadership by Oswald Sanders. Mm. It's a book about leadership, but a spiritual bent to it. It's really good. Mm, That's
1: awesome. Um, Dead or Alive, who would you like to have
0: lunch with? Oh, uh, Dead, uh, Billy Graham would have been great. Uh, I'd love to have a lunch with him. Um, Alive, I don't know. I mean – I don't know. It's, I mean, probably the president would be crazy. I mean, I did just be wild. I'm, I'm all up for a conversation with anybody. Yeah.
1: Um. Final question is what's one bucket list item that you would like to do? Um.
0: I want to go, I want to, um, I want to cruise down the not uh, the, the Amazon river and the Amazon rainforest. I haven't done that yet. So I want to, I want to go check it out. Awesome. Well, Uh. last word of encouragement to our listeners. Hey, there's a purpose behind the pain. You got to figure out how can you get out of this scenario better than you went into it? And I'll tell you, with God's help, it can turn around for the good, so that you can say exactly what Joseph said. They intended to harm me, but God intended it for the good, for that which is being done right now. He knew that all that pain had a purpose. And I'm telling you, if you'll leverage the pain that you're in right now, God can use it for a greater purpose.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Aaron, for being on the podcast. Uh, if you're listening, be sure to get your copy of The Unfair Advantage by Pastor Aaron Burke. And um, we'll drop the links for that as well. And thank you again, Pastor Aaron. Honor. Well, we hope you enjoyed this podcast interview with Pastor Aaron Burke. Um, you can get a copy of his latest book, Unfair, The Unfair Advantage, on the The link in the podcast description below, and you can also search it on uh, any bookseller that's uh, out there, such as Amazon, Barnes and Noble, uh, Books a Million. And really hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that it added value to your life wherever you are at. Also, um, if you haven't gotten a chance to purchase or get your hands on my latest book and my first debut book, Navigation and Discovery. A Path of Navigating and Discovering Through Your Journey of Faith. You can get your copy today at cameronsing.com. Again, it's cameronsing.com. You can find out more about me there and uh, take a look at some of the other work that I'm involved with. And also, if you want to go directly to purchase the book, you can go to cameronsingbook.com And all the links are in the podcast description on whichever platform that you're listening on. Thank you again for all your support and feel free to give an awesome rating on whichever platform that you're listening to. And if you're listening on Spotify, feel free to uh, comment, put questions and answers on there, and I'll be happy to engage and respond to your feedback. Uh, Also, if you want to email me, I'll give you a shout out on the podcast in the future. Uh, You can email me at singcameron at gmail.com. Thank you again, and we will catch you on the next episode.